Hey guys, this is Two Clouds of the Goat. I'm Alex Lightshow. I'm Tyler Kane. And uh, here we go. Let's get into it. We are live. Alright, let's uh, we're gonna start us off with story time. Because I gotta tell you about my interview process. Okay, so <laughs> hit me. Alright, so I'd go down to Augusta Monday. And and what is the position you're interviewing for? I don't know, actually. I don't know if it ever had a title. <laughs> Uh, I think it was an internship, but they treated it like it was the entry-level job. But okay. So I had to be there at 1. It was supposed to go from 1 to 8 at night. Yeah. It's a job shadow. Yeah. So I get up at 8.30. I want to get there early, grab some lunch, because I didn't know if I would have time to eat lunch or dinner like that whole time. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as I wake up, I'm like, I got to blow my nose. So I get out <laughs> of bed. I grab some tissue from my bathroom, and I blow my nose. And... In the span of when I blew my nose to the next 30 seconds, it was like someone had been murdered in the bathroom. I just started gushing what? blood. And I had, like, it was so weird. It's just one of those things, like, I don't know if it was just the allergy medicine finally working against me, what? but it was just gushing blood oh everywhere. Gosh, okay. It was so weird. So that was how the day started. Clean it up. Started the drive to Augusta. Really boring drive. I don't know if you made it. It's just horrible. What is it, about two hours? Yeah, it's about two hours okay. of just straight nothingness. But, uh. I got there, and like I said, like I wanted to grab some lunch. So yeah. I stopped at Zaxby's around 11.30, and I got the six-piece chicken finger plate. Okay. Because I wanted to load up because I didn't know if I would eat again. The whole I day. love that chicken finger plate. It's so good. I don't know why anyone ever gets anything else, but do you get the coleslaw? Of course I get the coleslaw. Ah, you got to get the extra fries. No, you don't. Coleslaw that... is disgusting. Well, here's the problem with the extra fries. Firstly, Zaxby's does not have the best fries. If they're hot, they're great, but otherwise I'd agree no. with you. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're definitely not... Let me substitute in another one good. 100% no. And, okay. and look at the plate. You have six six fried wings, uh, fries, and then bread. You need some some vegetable to break all that up. If you need something to lighten the palate. No, no, no. If you're going to Zaxby's, you're not going to lighten your palate. You're going to heavier palate. I don't need starchy, starchy, starchy. Like hefty, 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 the, gro- the grocery bag. <sighs> I need a little bit of... You gotta break it up there. If I'm gonna pay ten dollars, I'm not gonna pay ten dollars for coleslaw. I'm not gonna eat. Any <laughs> it's fry, good coleslaw. Any fry is better than any coleslaw. That uh, it's just a I can agree with blanket you on that. statement. Okay. Okay. Right. So I ate that. <laughs> I go into the interview, and I don't think I've told you about this place. It's like it's in downtown Augusta, and it's just kind of like this broken down office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I get it because it's downtown. Pretty much right. everything's broken down, but it's just kind of creepy. Okay. But I go upstairs. I'm talking to the secretary. She's she's cute. Oh yeah, uh, this is that one. <laughs> this is that one. <laughs> There's this other girl who lives in Augusta, also interviewing for the position the same day. Okay. Uh, but like I said, she lives in Augusta. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, ah, it's not looking good for me. She lives here. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but so we're sitting there talking, and everyone's meeting in this room, like kind of right behind me. And all of a sudden, yeah. they all just start screaming, like like getting hyped, like before a football game. Who? Everyone in that room. All the workers? All the workers. And then, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what they were doing. It just kind of weirded me out. I get you're trying to pump up your people, but it was just weird. Uh, so they they what? file out, and this woman, she's, like, in her mid-30s. She's like, okay, Tyler, you're going to be with me today. Let's go. Wait. Uh, okay, wait. <laughs> so, firstly, how many workers are there? Okay, that's another thing. I didn't think this office is that big. It doesn't yeah. look that big, but there are at least 35 people in that room. And they all just started coming out like a clown. There were 35 people in a room just, like, going bonkers? Easily. Easily. And what time in the morning is this? Uh, all right, by the time I got there, this is probably, like, 1. 
Oh, okay, it's one. Okay. One in the afternoon. What? It was weird. It, it would seem like it's more normal to do it first thing when you walk in. You'd think but so. But they've been there for, what, four or five hours at that point? I think they started at 11. They started at 11? Yeah, they're, like, their hours are open from 11 to 8, which is weird. But That is very interesting. Yeah, but it might make sense as I keep going on. Okay, okay. Okay, so uh, she is taking me, and she, we go down to her car, and she's like, all right, so basically what we're going to do is I'm going to show you around the entry-level job. I'm like, great, sounds good. Uh, and so what they do as the entry-level job is basically your sales, like door-to-door salesman. Right. Uh, and immediately right. I was like, oh that my gosh. sucks. Yeah. And I understand, like, no matter what job I go to, entry-level, it's going to be something similar. Right. But but still, it hurts the heart. It hurts the heart. You're right. So, but she's <laughs> actually pretty cool. This is like, this is a woman that... She, like, knows what she wants. Like, she doesn't have yeah. it yet, but she was telling me she had... She's got direction. Yeah. She had started her own business. She's, like, small-town blue blood from Colorado. Like, her parents <laughs> were homesteaders there. Or her grandparents. Great-grandparents. Really? Like, okay. so they've had the land up there for forever. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Uh, but she's about to be promoted to manager, and she's going to go have her own branch somewhere and get to yeah. do all this stuff. I was like, well, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, but she's nice. She's kind of funny. So, like, I grew to like her over the day. Um, so we get there and basically we're just knocking on people's, oh, she's knocking on people's doors trying to sell them AT&T products. Oh, so you're actually out in the streets I'm with her. out in the streets, working the doors, and it's horrible. Wow. Yeah. That sounds kind of uncomfortable, too. <laughs> It was very uncomfortable. Like, AT&T would send the people leads so they know what doors to go to, but, like, no one wants people coming to their doors. And what exactly are you trying to sell? AT&T phone, internet, and... TV. But the company is not ATT? The company is not ATT. They just make the sales for ATT. Got it. Okay. 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 It doesn't make a lot of sense. But so we do that from about like one to four, and she hasn't made any sales. That's but, brutal, dude. Yeah. Unenjoyable so, and uncomfortable. All right. So what the plan was, was I was supposed to do that to, with them until about seven. Then we go back to the office, and she would uh, show me like the managerial side of things. Yeah. But so around four, she's like, all right, let's go grab some lunch at four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but I was still, I was fine because I was like full for my Zaxby's, but I told her how much I like Chick-fil-A. So she takes me to Chick-fil-A and she's, I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. I'll pay for mine. She's like, no, 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 I got it. It's company money. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I go up to the counter and in my head, I'm like, all right, I'll just grab some fries and shake because I'm not yeah. hungry. I sell that at Zaxby's. And I get to the counter and I'm like, I'll have a spicy chicken sandwich meal with large fries and me and Dr. Pepper just out of habit. I don't know, like, as soon as I said it, I was like, why did I say that? I can't eat that. But she's standing, like, right next to me. I can't, like, say, no, that's not what I meant. Because I'm, like, an idiot. And she's paying for it. So I take it, and then we sit down. And that was the most difficult meal I've ever eaten in my life. I've never understood, like, truly understood the force feed yourself until I had to force feed myself all that chicken and all those fries. Oh, my. And she gets up to go to the bathroom, and the little waitress comes by, and she's like, hey, can I take your trays? I was like, oh, yeah, please. She's like, did you enjoy it? I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. It was great. (laughs) Um, So she gets back, and she's talking to me, and she's just, you know, she's telling me about, like, the career path, and then she's telling me about some other stuff, and we just start talking about, like, what I'm looking for out of this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of let it slip that I probably wouldn't take the job, because I don't want to live in Augusta for the whole summer. (laughs) But, like, I... How did you slip up on that? Well... Because, like I said, she was nice to talk to. It was fine. She and lowered your guard? She brought my guard down for sure. And oh, you take it. <laughs> but it wasn't like I said, oh, I'm not going to take it. It was like, you know, I'm just not sure how I'm going to make it work. Yeah. I was, I was vague-ish about it. Yeah. 
but so we go back out to do her last round of uh, the the door, rounds. The, yeah. yeah, the rounds. And there's only three more houses. So, <laughs> my gosh, this sounds horrible. We get to the first one, and it was like what I like your deepest fear of what would happen if you were to sell to someone's <laughs> door. This is what that was. So she knocked on the door, and this it was like the 60 year old guy. He answered the door. He's like, "All right, what you got?" She's like, hey, sir, we're territory managers of AT&T in the area. We're just going around and asking. He's like, I don't, I'm good. I'm fine. She's like, oh, well, that's good. But we were just like, we put in the broadband fiber, whatever, last week. We just want to make sure your internet, he's like, yep, my internet's great. I don't want anything. She's like, okay, well, I know. I was just talking to your neighbor. He's like, look, I already said I don't want anything. Oh, gosh. If you make me say it again, I'm going to shut the door in your face. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I was just in, (sighs) and I was just sitting there like, did that just happen? (laughs) Does someone really just shut the door in their face? That's what my dad does. I know. And, like, I was appalled for a second. But I was like, I guess this is kind of like, <laughs> my parents might do that. My dad, I've seen my dad do it. Yeah. Like, this guy came to our door one time, and my mom, my mom can't do it. She'd be like, oh, uh, <laughs> and at least, like, try to hear him out. And so, they almost had her, like, fished in. And she's like, let me, uh, let me go get my husband real fast. And so, my dad comes to the door. And he does, the door's like cracked open, maybe like, I don't know, five inches. And he just peeks his head out. And he says, no, thank you. And slams the door in their face and locks the door. It was so, it was so funny. But okay, anyways. And like, I get it. Like, you don't want those people selling stuff to your door. But I guess because yeah. I'd been with her all day, like she was really yeah. nice. I just felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, that guy was so mean. Don't, don't let it get to you. And I oh, man. But so we go to the next person's house and they open the door and it's like, it's like that really strange kid in high school, the one who's like all goth, doesn't say uh, anything, has all these weird, like, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. It was her and her boyfriend. And so oh, they answer the geez. door. He's not wearing a shirt. He's got pajama pants on. She, like, neither of them are making eye contact with us. They're all staring around at the ground, looking around. They're not, like, looking. About? It was so strange. So yeah. she starts her whole pitch. The girl's just kind of, like, nodding along, but not looking at anyone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boyfriend goes, mm, no thanks, and he grabs her, and he shuts the door. <laughs> no like, it was one of the most awkward interactions I've ever had with people I didn't know. And so I just look at her, and we both start laughing, because, like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, my gosh, dude. And then we get to Omar. And Omar was by far the coolest guy I met the whole day. This is the last house, last house. of the day. So we get to his door, and you walking up, the whole place smells like weed. You can oh, just, it just has gosh. that, that. It's got the stench. Yeah. And so we knock, he opens the door. All he has on is underwear. All he's wearing is some. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? Whitey tighties? Yeah, all the tidy whiteies. How just old is this guy? Out. He's like probably 30s. What kind of body type are we talking about? Like a gut, or is he like. He's got a bit of a gut, yeah. I mean, it was something I saw and I was like, right, no one opens their door like that. But so Omar is uh, a cryptocurrency trader. And so we got to listen to his life story about, you know, he started in college, he went to prison for a few years, he got out, he has had a few jobs here and there, and then he's one of the people that managed to hit it big during the cryptocurrency, so that's all he does for a living now. Well, uh, that that's not going very great for him right now. The market well, fell out like a month and a half ago, 80%. Listen, I understand, but I don't think you should question Omar. <laughs> he's at the point where he can open the door to people in his underwear. And not have to worry about anything. Maybe he's on drugs. He could have been. I I mean, probably was. But it so probably was. Omar upgraded his internet. 
and and we called it a day after that. So he accepted. He accepted. So what a guy! What a guy! Um, yeah. So we drove back, and she got the interview about two hours short. That's good. <laughs> well, was it good? <laughs> well, I did mean, you get the job? Well, I didn't want the job. So, but that okay. So you left there, and you basically said, "Listen, this was great, but." Oh, she said she had to deal with a mini emergency, and then I'd hear back later. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Which... All right, well, I mean, here's what I get from this story. Firstly, what an eventful day. I mean, so, when I grew up, I always thought these interviews were like, you walk in with a tie on, you sit in an office for an hour, and you you get asked questions. Nowadays, I feel like that's not even it anymore. It's like I you walk in door to door, I have to give some presentation, like... <laughs> What is going on anymore? So, firstly, you had an eventful interview, which had to be very uncomfortable and stressful. Yes. So, at least it's over. There's no there's no better feeling than when you walk out of an interview and you're like, yes. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Your hand goes up like Breakfast Club. You, you just take like, the tie yes. off as you're getting to the car. Yeah, you loosen it off. It's great. Oh, let me go get some chick. Okay, so, I mean, if you got it, great. If you didn't, who cares? You're not going to take it anyways. Yeah. True. I mean, it would be it would be a horrible summer if you took that. Oh, it would be. Uh, you couldn't be imagine. Hot, you'd be in a gust. It'd be hot and humid, and you'd be walking around I'm trying to sell AT and T to people. You'd be dealing with uh, the goths of the world and, and the, the the door slammers of the oh, world. Oh man, you'd be treated like dirt, <laughs> and you'd be selling AT and T. So, I'm glad. I'm glad you don't want to do it. I'm very glad it's not going to happen. All right, all right. Let's hear. Let's hear yours. What you got? All right. So here's my story. I hit. I hit the road Ubering Saturday night. Okay. Okay. I had to make some money. The surge was insane Saturday. Arnov, he hit the road with me. And normally when we when we go out Ubering together, he's in his car, I'm in my car, we try and see, all right, who's going to... It's like oh, a so friendly competition. Yeah, competition. Who's going to come home that night with business. the most money? Yeah. yeah, it's great. And sometimes we pass each other on the roads and we give each other like a little, little <laughs> salute. So anyways, we're on the roads together and... We're about an hour in, and all of a sudden I get a text from Arnov, and Arnov for you guys out there is my roommate. He's a total clown show, and he's he's a go, he's trying to go to medical school, so just keep that in mind. So he texts me and says, "I have an all time story for you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So I call him up. I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Dude, second ride of the night. These guys get in the back seat." They have a goblet full of wine, open container, they're just sipping on it. I'm like, okay. That, so Arnav immediately is like, all right, this is not good, but what am I going to say? So the guy drinks his goblet, puts it down. I'm sorry, is it an actual goblet? It's a goblet. I've seen it. I've seen the cup. It's a goblet, like from Harry Potter. Like Goblet of Fire. It's a glass goblet, yeah. Wow. Um. So there's a couple guys in the back, and Arnav brings them downtown, and they hop out of the car. Unknowing to Arnav, a... Ziploc bag full of cocaine falls out of this kid's pocket on Arnav's back seat. Oh no! It's just sitting there, and Arnav just—he doesn't see this. He doesn't turn around. He's got no reason to. Maybe it was a tip. Maybe it was. So Arnav keeps driving. He goes and gets this other rider, picks him up, uh, brings him downtown, and as that guy's getting out of the car, all of a sudden a cop comes up to his window and taps on it and says, "Son, what's on the back seat?" And Arnav looks at him, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, what's in the back seat? And Arnav turns around, and he's like, 
And he's told me this story like three times now. He says he stared at that thing for six to seven seconds. <laughs> just like trying to process, oh my gosh, there's a Ziploc bag full of cocaine on my back seat. So he says his life flashed before his eyes. He was on a scale of 10, 15 scared. Like he's never been shaking so hard and all this stuff. Um, his future was in question. He's trying to go to med school. Like, it, it, I mean, that could ruin your life. It could. It could easily ruin your life. So the cop says, son, step out of the vehicle. And he's like, okay. So the cop grabs the bag of Coke, puts it on top of his car, and Arnhem's sitting outside getting grilled now as, like, hundreds of people are walking by on the sidewalk. <laughs> this is, like, around midnight. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. I hope no one sees this. Oh, my god! So Arnhem says, uh, sir, can we please put the bag of cocaine back in the car so, like, it, it, like no one can see it? The cop's like, yeah, go for it. And Arnhem's like, I'm not, t- I'm not putting my fingerprints on that bag. So the cop puts it back in the car. And there, he said there were three cops. They were all asking him, like, variations of the same questions. Like, uh, are you a dealer? Uh, are you smuggling? Uh, what's in the bag? And and that's what, so the guy goes, what's in the bag? And Arnhem goes, well, I assume it's cocaine, <laughs> but I have no idea. And so he... He said for like 20, 25 minutes, he was sitting there like pleading with the officers like, look, you can see my app. Here are the rides I've given tonight. Here's the group that it was, that it probably was, blah, 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 blah. So after 20, 25 minutes, the cop says, son, we believe you, but we're going to have to take the bag of cocaine. (laughs) And I was like, take it, take it. I don't care. It's not mine. So he got off luckily. And, oh my gosh. And so I was on the phone with him while he was telling me the story. I said, Arnav, this is not your night. Take the sign, go to bed. Like, go back home and go to bed. This is not your night. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm staying on the streets. So he's a total trooper, but unbelievable story. Arnav almost got arrested for cocaine. And they could have, dude, they could have easily taken him in. All he did was take the cocaine. That's it. That's a good win. It's a great win. I mean, he could have easily been in the clinker that night, and we would have had to scrape together some change for a bond payment, which I don't know if we could have afforded. We would have had to, like, call his parents and say, hey, Arnum's in jail on cocaine <laughs> charges. He didn't do anything, but we need $1,000 to get out. It would have been a crazy phone call. Wow, so that story definitely wins. That's incredible. Why can't we get Arnum to tell us? We should have. Yeah. We'll we should have. I just time. stole his thunder. He can be our uh, drug dealing expert that we can just bring on the podcast. Um. So, also, since you were in Augusta, firstly, I always thought Augusta was southern Georgia. I did, too. I always thought it was, like, near Macon or, like, Columbus. I did I not had, know had Augusta was... I always thought, like, oh, Augusta, that's, like, down there near Florida or over there near Alabama. Yeah. Somewhere nowhere close to where I am now. It's, like, right, right near South Carolina, right? Yeah. For some reason, I always, like, because I know it's associated with golf, so I just kind of put it with Alabama because... I had it down by, like, Valdosta, Alabama area. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm on my flight back from Wisconsin on Monday, and (laughs) this was funny, too. So, I get on the airplane, and I'm in the second-to-back row of the airplane, all right? I get back there, and there's two seats on this side of the aisle, okay? And I'm on that side... But I don't have the window. I'm I'm in the aisle. How seat. big is this airplane? It's like normal. It's like a normal Southwest? side. There, there's okay. five seats across. Okay, and on one side of the aisle there's three. On the other side of the aisle there's two. I'm on the side with two, so, and there's one window seat and the other seats on the aisle. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm on the aisle seat, second to last row. There's no one back there as they're boarding. I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm gonna get this whole area to myself. I'm gonna be able to scoot over, get the window seat. 
put some headphones in, maybe fall asleep. There's like the last group of stragglers coming up the aisle that were boarding still. And they closed the actual door. No one else was on. Like, this was it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get lucky. Like, come on, please, please, please. No one sit next to me. No one sit next to me. No one sit next to me. There's one lady left with a two-month-old baby. Oh, no. Satcheled to, like, her stomach in, like, one of those little wraps. And I saw her coming for, like, half the airplane. I was like, please, no. Take a seat. Please, just no. Take a seat. She just kept coming. She kept coming. She was the last one. The very last one to board. She's like, I'm in that seat next to you. Oh, like, oh my the, grim reaper. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. So I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare. This is going to be a disaster. Turns out to be the best plane ride I've ever played. What? It was amazing, dude. The baby was incredible. Her name was Amelia. She was two months old. One of the cutest babies I've ever seen. <laughs> She took her out of, like, the wrap on her stomach, and she, like, laid down the food tray and just sat her up on the tray, and we just we just looked at her for two hours <laughs> while we, like, chit-chatted. The reason I bring this up is because she was from Augusta originally. Oh, what she a was small going, world. Yeah, she was coming back home to visit, and I made the mistake. I was like, oh, so Augusta's not far from Tampa because she was going to Tampa. And uh, she's like, oh, it's kind of far. I was like, it's right down there by, like, Valdosta, isn't it? She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's like an hour away from Athens, like in South Carolina, on the on the border of South Carolina. I was like, "What?" So that's weird that yeah. you say that. It was a great, it was a great plane ride, though. It's weird how little you know about your own state until you're like, "Wow, there's like a whole eastern yeah. half to it you didn't know existed." Yep. Uh, but let's move on from that because all right, let's do it. I kind of have a bone to pick with you. Oh gosh. I went and saw Ready Player One. And oh, don't say it. My expectations were. Probably a lot higher than they should have been, but I give the movie like a four, a four or five. I out of was, ten? Out of ten? I thought it was just bad. Oh my god! So I'm just curious, like, what did you see that you thought? See. Wow, that was a good movie. Okay. I didn't see anything. Okay, firstly, what is wrong with you? Nothing. Secondly, how dare you? Okay, that's fair. What? I I need some sort of explanation. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so. Please. First off, the movie started off, and there were about 15 minutes of narration just preaching at me. And, like, it didn't, like, from the opening till about, like, he went into the game, he did not stop talking. There was a lot of exposition. There was so much exposition. A lot of background that needed to be developed. Yeah, they could have done that literally any other way than having, like, background narration the whole time. It just did not stop, and I was just like, I'm trying to look at all this stuff while paying attention and trying to figure out what these words mean. Oh, that is nitpicky. Okay, that so, is it's nitpicky. a little nitpicky. If you had to narrate a movie, I think the best optimal way to do that is to put it in front of Van Halen jump. I mean, that was incredible. Okay. Yeah, that was fair. I like to jump. I like to jump. Everyone likes jump. Everyone likes jump, Everyone and they jump. narrated over jump. Um, okay, so I have that. Okay. Uh, another thing I had was I didn't this like is, his avatar. This is pitiful. This it just is pitifully like sad. it just had weird hair. The hair the, was the hair was weird. It was luscious. The what's her face Artemis? She looked even worse. Um, what? Yeah, I don't understand. Who'd you see this with? I saw this with my roommates. Were they? And they all they... loved it. So apparently, it's just something's wrong with me. Uh, there weren't. Alright, so the best moment in the movie by far was when they went and they did the whole shining thing. That was the greatest part. Watching That was uh, a great part. And yeah. I'd never even seen that movie, so I didn't fully appreciate it. 
You haven't seen The Shining? I haven't it's seen really the good. Uh, but but watching... I've seen the two girls before, so I knew it was like from. Yeah, from watching that. H work his way through that movie was incredible. And they needed more moments like that, that kind of like, like played to all the movies like it was trying to, like the whole 80s era. Yeah. Because a lot of it was just, so every moment outside the video game was pretty much garbage, I thought. I didn't think any of it was good. <laughs> I didn't understand why we had to watch any of it. I thought the bad guy was just bad. I didn't think hardly it, it anyone in us... that movie could act. Why were the Japanese kids in the movie at all? What was their purpose? They, were, I think they were just bigger in the books and they didn't have... Oh, they were. And... I, see, I read the whole book, so like I knew why, but like watching it from the movie... Yeah, like, they, they were minimal. They just threw them in there. But you needed the real world to have the double-pronged suspense. You had the real world, world suspense mixed with the uh, in-game suspense. You needed both. It could have been done a lot. It, it's like Inception almost. Like on in the real world, on the first layer of the dream you have suspense, and then the second layer of the dream you have suspense. It all has to work together. Like when Artemis was in the in the bad place, but in the game, you had a you were worried about her in two spots. Right. It was brilliant. It was okay. I didn't ever like I mean, she wasn't gonna die. No one, everyone knew she wasn't gonna die. Well, you read the books. Well, yeah, you read the I don't books. Know. I try so hard not to judge the movie by its book. This the book is was the real problem. That's the real problem. You read the book and you you subconsciously compared them. Probably. Um, here's what I loved about the movie. Okay. I loved the soundtrack. Can you at least admit that the soundtrack was good in the final battle when he pulls out the jukebox? And everyone's storming the planes, like a thousand characters. Yeah, that was great. And it starts playing, we're not going to take it. That was the best part. I was like, I, this I, is I, sick. Outside of Shining, I love the, we're not going to take it. That I awesome. looked around, I was just like, let's go. That was great. I loved the battle scene. I loved, I was a big fan of Artemis. Not so much a fan. I, I, I liked her avatar. I too liked gothy. it. Too gothy. No. Oh, Chugathi. If I was in the game, I would have I would have been attracted to her. Really? Yeah. Okay. What? She had a great vibe. She's a great vibe. What does that even mean? And out of the game. She had a big heart. Big heart. In a in a, sh- a outer shell. You just had to break the shell to get inside to the gooey stuff. I don't know what it is, but if I see a girl with brightly colored neon hair, I kind of just go the other direction. Yeah, but you have to distinguish between real world and... In not real world. If she had pink hair in the real world, I'd be out. But you can be <laughs> anything you want to be in this world. I'm not judging. Okay. That's the best version of herself as she sees. That's her most confident version of herself. I'm all in. And I'll tell you this. Outside the world, even with the eye birthmark. She's attractive. I thought she was cute. Yeah, I did too. I was a fan. I liked the main guy. I, did, I didn't like the main guy. You didn't like the main guy? Why? Well, it started off... He just kind of lucked into everything. He did not luck into a thing. Okay, so this is another, So in the book, he's like really smart. He's so devoted to this, and that's why he's the first one to figure everything out. So someone else figured out the whole first gate. Everyone already knows the race is there. He had nothing to do with it. He randomly figures out, oh, let's just go backwards. And then he does nothing the rest of the movie. That's, that's patently false. He doesn't do anything. That's not true. Everyone else just kind of walks around saving his life. He figured out he had to go backwards in one of those little flashbacks at the library. Sure. He also did that for the second one at the theater with the biggest mistake was 
uh, whatever, what was the uh, creator's girlfriend's name? Mara? Yeah, not dancing with her or something like that. What was her name? Mara? Dara? I can't remember. I don't remember. So we're going to start with an A. It's not important. Okay. A- anyways, he figured that out, that that was his biggest mistake. And then he figured out the last one, which was uh, he, he had to figure out to go in the secret room of the game. I still don't like. I feel he like he figured all three of them out. Okay, but did he really do anything? He figured all three of them out. So I liked him, and I'm just I'm a sucker for like. This wasn't like a. It wasn't a heist movie. It was like a, like I like clue movies, like National Treasure. Like yeah, like you have to solve a clue, and then there's a moment where there's like a breakthrough moment, and they're like they look off in the distance, they're like, that's it, and for like, ten seconds sitting in the movie theater you're like oh my gosh what did he just figure out like tell me tell me tell me I love those movies I got three of those in that movie it was great and and then just the pop the pop culture references right. were, were fun maybe I'm a little bit harsh I don't like it's not a movie I feel I need to go see it again I don't feel like if I wouldn't saw it again I'd like it better I feel like I might even hate it more I am definitely gonna watch it again and I will enjoy it just the same now here's something I read Gene Wilder was contacted by Spielberg. Yeah, to be to uh, play the, the game maker. Guy. And if that would have happened, I would have given it a nine. I would like just out of sheer like you can't not <clears throat> out of sheer respect. You gotta be all right. Well, Gene's in the movie. It's a nine because the only thing I thought it was missing was at the end when he he beats the game. He goes in like the golden room for like his last test, just like Charlie did. Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing they were missing there was the Willy Wonka soundtrack as he like left. Like, like, and they had that in the second trailer. Well, see, I feel like it was missing a lot more than that. They had that me. soundtrack in the second trailer and I was ready for it and it never came. I was like, no! If Gene Wilder would have been in there as like a sort of Willy Wonka creator, you pass a test, that would have been perfect. It would have been amazing. See, I feel like they advertised the movie as, like, this big pop culture movie. And then you went in, you spent the first 30 minutes listening to the backstory, the rest looking at all this stuff. So that opening scene where they showed the, what the Oasis is, and you had to go in and see all these different worlds, I felt like, okay, it would have been way better if you'd shown, like, hey, Wade visiting a couple of these worlds. All of this instead of just, like, oh, here's a vacation world. Here's a world where you climb Mount Everest. Here's this world. Here's this world. And then you never see him again. That, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And it would have taken less time. But I did like the race scene. The race scene was pretty cool. And then it kind of... That was like the best challenge to me. Was the race scene. I, I liked the race a lot. I liked it a lot. I Okay. How did Spielberg get the rights to all these characters? And I have no idea. It's just got to be like... I, I don't think any other director could have done it. Oh, I don't think so either. But I think Spielberg walked in and said, Hey, listen. We want to use this in our movie, and they would be like, "Yeah, go for it." Steve. Like, you got so many people in there. But you know that guy's worth like three billion dollars. Oh, easily. It's like two or three billion dollar net worth. That's crazy. He's insane. All right, here's a question for you: If you were in the Oasis, and you could pick to be anyone, any character with any weapon, who are you choosing? Ooh. Who are you gonna be? See, I feel like it's hard not to pick an 80s just because of, like, everything surrounding that movie. Okay. Uh, you gotta use the gun from Ghostbusters, right? 
See, the whole laser thing. Come on. I've never seen Ghostbusters. You've never seen Ghostbusters? So I picked that gun just because you have to. What's the gun do? It like shoots a beam that. Like the hand? Like the ghost hand? No. Uh, it's hard to. Like, it's like a little. like You can't cross the streams. Have you ever heard that? It's from Ghostbusters. Like I gotta a little watch. stream the thing. And I gotta watch. All I know about Ghostbusters is it doesn't hold up, is what I've heard. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> just watching it as a millennial, I thought it was really boring. But I had to watch it because right. it's, it's Ghostbusters. So you're choosing the Ghostbusters busting gun. Yeah. Okay. Like, come on, the whole setup's just awesome. Have you seen Stranger Things? <laughs> Only the first episode. Yeah, oh my Only gosh. The first Alex. Uh, I gotta get on it. You gotta get on it. Uh, so, I'll go that... And I'll go Marty McFly, because why not? Now, th- that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I'm not going to knock you for that. I'm going Luke Skywalker, though. Oh, my gosh. What an good. obvious choice. I'm going Luke Skywalker, and I'm going to conquer the galaxy. <sighs> Can you imagine walking around in there and Artemis sees Luke Skywalker? She'd be in the bag. Yeah. In the bag. So, there was something... All right, because there are a lot of parts in the book that were just amazing, that the movie yeah. didn't use. One of those was... So... You get the key, you get the key, and then you do the next challenge to unlock yeah. the gate. And one of them was you were put into uh, Back to the Future. So okay. you had to work your way as Marty McFly through the whole Back to the Future movie. Yeah. You have to say his lines and do his stuff. And I thought seeing that would have been awesome. Just because, like, that's just really cool. That sounds really cool. It does sound really cool. And, I, and like, I can't wait till our technology is advanced to the point where that might actually be an option. <laughs> like, you're sitting there, you put on the VR helmet, and you're seeing what Mario McFly saw. Dude, the, the second VR gets to the point where it's it's almost as good as real life, we're all in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Because We if were I, talking about this last week, Yeah, because if, if I could be Marty McFly for a day and hang out with Doc and go and try and connect the wires to the clock tower or, or go back and see my mom... I'm going to do that every like, single day. That? That's awesome, yeah. Every single day, so. But I'm, I'm sad that you didn't like the movie. I give it an 8 out of 10. You're giving it a 5 maximum, which oh, is Oh, maximum. Sad. I really am kind of leaning towards a 4 more. Oh, but. I'm, just, I'm just sad to, to hear it. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've ever really disagreed about a movie. Yeah, it might be. It might be. At least like to that extent, because that's <clears throat> a big gap. So Vishal texted me earlier, and... I woke up to this. He said, a quiet place, awful. He what? Said, awful. Awful? And someone said back, you're joking, right? And he said, no, seriously. The the ending was one of the worst I've ever seen. The ending was... Mm. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. So I can't spoil it. Just from... There's very few movies that are able to build suspense throughout the whole movie without having to drop off. And this yeah. one did it better than anyone I've ever seen. Like, I trust you. From I trust you. The opening scene all the way until the end, it never stops, and it's just incredible. Yeah, I, I I've got to go see it. I'm really looking forward to it still, regardless of what he was talking about. Oh, I think you're gonna like it. And Jeffrey also said, I, "Not as good as everyone said." I thought it was great. I thought it was better. I, than everyone I, said. I trust you more than them. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be great. And I need a good horror movie because I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah. And, like, I think where a lot of horror movies fail is they try to focus too much on, like, the the skin. Like, the monster and yeah. all that stuff. And so it doesn't hold up inside. Like, they kept it, you know, it's all about Krasinski and the family. I like it. And so it's just great. I like that a lot. Also, I couldn't tell you his name. I just kept calling him Jim. 
I couldn't tell you his name. I couldn't tell you Jim and Jim's name. wife. Yeah, Jim and Jim's wife. <laughs> he's ever he's gonna be stuck in that role for he's the stuck forever. He but that's not a bad thing. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. It's like Marty McFly. Like yeah. when I see what whatever, whatever his name is, something Fox, Marty, something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's Marty. That's Marty <laughs> McFly. Or there's Mark Hamill. That's Luke Skywalker. But at the same time, there's also actors like Samuel L. Jackson who aren't anybody. They're just Samuel L. Jackson. No, he's the credit card guy. He's <laughs> the credit card. Guy. <laughs> he's also that Jedi that got killed by Palpatine. Oh yeah, I remember him. Him and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. They're just. They're everyone. They play so many people, and they're not, like, bad, but they just play so many roles that you're just like, yeah. What is your favorite Leo role? I think Inception, just because it's the best movie. I think I'm going to go Titanic. I haven't seen that in a long time. He's just classic in that, dude. Like, he's got, like, the floppy hair. He's, like, 22 or but something. But he dies, so he can't be that great. He sacrifices himself. So, I think you could say he's a legend, and is that great? Okay, so the whole ship sinks. Whole ship sinks. And aside from the whole, you know, there's more room on the whole wooden piece, whatever. Are you telling me there wasn't another single piece of debris he could have swam to and got on top of? Nope. No, there wasn't. That's incredible. It was Jack. He was using the warmth of his love to try and keep him alive, and it just, it dwindled on him. It wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. The water was just too cold. (laughs) (laughs) But that's his best role. That's definitely his best role. Um, it's gotta be. Maybe Django. It probably is. Maybe Django. I liked him in Django. I liked him in Django, too. But gotta go Titanic. Instant classic. And yet, he wins it for The Revenant. I haven't seen The Revenant. I don't want to ever see The Revenant yet. It's too long. This is the one with the bear? Yeah, it was the one with the bear. It was the one, like, that whole guy... Sh- like, it looked... It was like the National Geographic commercial. It's two and a half long, hour long G- National Geographic commercial. I'm, I'm not about it. I'm not I, I probably won't ever see it. But it's just one of those I have no desire for. No. Like, I'm glad he won it, but it's just not that great. He should have won it for something else. But see A Quiet Place. You're going to love it. I will. He also, as soon as, like, it came out like a week ago, he has another movie deal with the same people as A Quiet Place for a sci-fi thriller. Who is this, Jim? Yeah, Jim. Because so, he directed A Quiet Place. He's directing this one, too. So is he trying to get into directing that? Yeah. He was great at it, apparently. Well, that that's kind of like uh, the guy from uh, Key and Peel. Yeah, Jordan's... Like, they kind of do a little bit of acting, and then they get into directing, and it works out. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So, do you, do we know what the sci-fi movie's about? Okay. Uh, they might have said... I didn't read the article too closely, but I don't think they said anything. Okay. okay. Uh, well, good. Good for him. Yeah, can't wait to see that. I, I don't even know... Do we have any big movies coming up now? Well, Avengers, but... You're not going to see it, are you? No, I'm not seeing that. It's like the biggest movie to ever come out in our lifetime, and you're not going to see it. It's not the biggest movie to ever come out. We we saw the we saw uh, Force Awakens. I think it's it's going to be bigger than Force Awakens. It can, no, dude, dude, you know that's only the first part of that. There's a second one. Okay, to be fair, they came out and said it's not a two part movie. It's this and the sequel. So, so let's just get this straight. There's going to be the biggest Avengers movie ever. It's the third one now, right? The third Avengers? Yes. I, I yeah. saw the first one. I did not see the second one. Second one was Now bad. we've got Infinity War. Yes. Okay. Now this one's supposed to top the top the cake. Yeah. The problem is then, this should be it. This should now be it. But now there's going to be... There's other ones coming out now. Like I think there's another Spider-Man coming out. 
there's probably another Thor coming out. Like they're gonna fill in until the sequel to uh, the Avengers, <laughs> and that will be the last one, I believe. Right. But there's like still separate movies coming out, and it's just it needs to end. It does, and I agree. Like the it's so cool because like for years you've had like since the 1930s and all these comics came out. Every time they kind of get stale, they just reboot the character. Yeah. But they can't do that with movies. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to, like, have a full storyline with these people. And so I think you're going to see Iron Man, Captain America, one of them's going to die. There's no way we're getting around it. Please. Well, apparently the theory is that it's Iron Man. Because Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up. Yeah. I definitely see that. And uh, I think they're kind of breeding Tom Holland to kind of take that role over with Spider-Man. Yeah. Kind of be like that main figure the main in the Marvel guy. Universe. Because he's the best Marvel character they have by far. I agree. I agree. Oh. I I just... I can't spend the money on it. I can't. It's a money <sighs> grab. It's a good money grab. It's a money grab. It's... I, I mean... When did the first Iron Man come out? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We're ten years in. We are ten years in. Of the same old stories in different characters worlds i agree and disagree with you at the same time it's the first iron man was amazing i loved it i loved See, it it oddly, was so good i didn't like it i don't like any of the uh, iron mans that much well the first one's incredible it's okay the second one's awful the third one's awful third and then you got like i think scarlett johansson came in the second one and she's the black widow i believe and does she have her own movie yet no okay so once she was in, I was like, okay, that, you know, I don't know what's going on there. It, it's been downhill since then. It really has been. It's been downhill since then. And ever since Captain America Civil War, I thought that was one of the worst movies I've seen. You thought it was one of the worst you've ever seen? I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. They ran out of... It, this is why... This is my main argument of why Marvel is a money grab and we need to stop it. We just need to end the foolishness. They made a movie called Captain America Civil War. Yes. Where they didn't have another villain to make. So they fought each other. That was so dumb to me. Like, you are superheroes. You shouldn't be fighting each other. You should be fighting bad guys. And here's the other thing that I always hate. I always hate this about superhero movies. Why do the why do they always make the superheroes out to be bad guys? Like, they'll save That's someone. True. Someone will get hurt as a byproduct accidentally. And now there's like... They'll always show like the fake news channels on these TVs. Superheroes causing damage and death. That's fair. Should we really like them? And I'm like, yeah, they're superheroes. Like, we should be all in on them. We shouldn't be questioning them. That's so dumb. And in Captain America Civil War, it was like political like that, mixed with we're fighting each other because we don't have another villain. That was it. Okay. But did you see the airport scene? Of which movie? <laughs> Civil War. Yeah, it well, was I, awesome. They're all fighting each other. It's oh cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a good scene. It was a good scene, but it, at some point, you've got to end the CGI. I agree. Like, see, like if CGI is like the main crux of the story, I'm out. Now there are exceptions, like Ready Player One. Yes. Which and and that movie's not going to look good in three years. It's not. It's going to look horrible. It's going to look awful because the whole years. movie is basically CGI. Yeah, it's not going to look good. And I'm normally not a big fan of CGI, like, over the top, like in Marvel. But in that one, I was. But I'm sick of... Here's what I'm sick of. Here's what I'm sick of with Marvel. Let's hear it. There's always a CGI 
villain that shows up in a city at the end. And like a huge flame ball comes down from the sky and it's like going to the Earth's core. They have some nondescript cataclysm to stop against a bunch of mindless drones. Yeah. It's just silly. And that's basically the exact same thing that's going to happen in Infinity War. Exactly. But there's going to be more of them. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. More CGI, more more underdeveloped villains. I mean, this villain, what's his name? Loki? Thanos. Thanos. Big purple guy. This is the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? This is the guy shown at the end of Avengers and a little bit in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. I like how they're tying... Here's what I do like about Marvel. They tie it all together. From Guardians. I like how they're mixing universes. But, I mean... And now there's like the big purple animated villain. Who's that guy? That's Thanos, yeah. That's Hulk's cousin or something? No, that's Thanos. That's that's the big bat. That's Thanos. He's a bat? No, he's the culmination. He's the big bad guy. This is what we've oh. all been working towards. Yeah, I understand. Loki? I think Loki's good now. It's hard to tell Loki. Loki's good now? Listen, all right, so... Ah, you haven't seen... All right, Thor 3, Spider-Man, Black Panther. These are now good movies. Not just good Marvel movies. They're good movies. Okay. Marvel's sort of started to turn it around. Just a little bit. So they have what they have to do is they have to get through this next cycle, cut away all the excess... Get rid of everyone who's getting too old. Have these people take over. And what do you mean by cut away the excess? Who would you cut? Who would I cut? I would cut Iron Man. Okay. Because everyone loves him, but they have nothing to do with his story. Anymore. Yeah. Like, I couldn't name another Iron Man villain. I don't know anything about him. Okay. If you want to keep Cap, keep Cap. Kill him. I don't really care. Get rid of Chris Hemsworth. He's got to go too eventually. Thor? Thor's got to go. saying you got to kill Thor? You don't have to kill him, but you gotta like. He's gotta retire. He's gotta retire. Or you've gotta start using it more. One of the two. They can't uh-huh. just keep like him to the side because he's too strong. Like yeah, you gotta figure out what you're doing. With him. You gotta use more Spider-Man. Spider-Man is just gonna be. I'm just the biggest Spider-Man fanboy you're ever gonna meet. He could be the future. He is the future. Okay. Like every good Marvel villain is a Spider-Man villain. Okay. And they're finally like, like the like you didn't see it. The, the Vulture was great. Okay. Everything about him's great. He's gonna be like the next big thing. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm just not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, but how many more cycles can you go through? Not a lot. I mean, there's got to be one more cycle. And then the last Avengers 4, and that's got to be it. they, they got to shut it down after that, don't they? Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know how you, because Spanish is supposed to be, like, the baddest bad guy there is. I don't know what's above that. Exactly. So... And if the baddest bad guy there ever is, is a big purple-faced, teddy bear-looking Michelin Man guy, I'm just not into it. I can't argue with that criticism. I'm just, I'm just not, <laughs> I mean, he should be a nasty-looking guy. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't have round features that look like an Easter egg head on Easter Island. Okay. With purple. Like, give me some, give me a Heath Ledger. That's true. Like, give me something. That, I mean, that's the other thing. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight wrecked superhero movies for me. Because nothing nothing lines up to that. Nothing can really top that. Nothing. But things can be better in different ways. That, okay, I'm fine with that. that that's a true statement. Uh, but, okay, so let's get, let's get, on, let's get on the sports. Because... Alright, let's do it. I've seen a lot of things about... Alright, first off... I don't know what the Giants are trying to sell. 
But so, because they fooled Schefter. It takes a lot to fool Schefter. With the OBJ. With the OBJ. We're yeah. trading Beckham. Schefter's like put two or three tweets out about him. Yeah. He was pretty sure Beckham was going to be gone. Yeah. Now Beckham's staying. So I don't know what they were trying to sell, but they're not getting rid of him. Like, I don't think they should have, and they're not. Yeah. So are they going after a quarterback? Are they going after Quinn? Uh, Quinn who? I mean, Chubb, sorry. I was thinking... Bradley Chubb? Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Here's... So, I made my mock today. Ooh, my I can't, very I can't first wait mock. to see it. I made my very first mock today. It's not locked in. It's not official. I just got some things down on paper. All right. I have them going Rosen. Rosen. I'm going Rosen, too. I have... Uh, initially, I had them going Saquon. Because... I don't know. I think... I think he's the best player on the board, and... It, they should take Saquon. They should. There's like he's, no. He's the best player available at that spot. And there's no team that needs a Saquon more than the Giants do, especially in that top five. Exactly. They really need a running game. They don't, they've had nothing. What was their like? They don't have a running game ever. Now that I think about it, like they had Brandon Jacobs in 07. That yeah, that's what I was. And like of. Ahmad Bradshaw in 11. Yeah, but Bradshaw. It wasn't like it's never been great. They had Orleans Darqua this year and Perkins. That Paul Perkins guy is always Paul around. Perkins. Everyone kept waiting for Paul Perkins and. Uh... The guy from Clemson and take the next step, and they never did. Yeah, they never did. So they need a running game badly. And my head is telling me Saquon, but I'm thinking with Pat Shermer in there in his first years as, uh, as he's head coach now, correct? Yeah. I think he's going to want to pin his hopes, and they have a new GM. Yeah, they're going to need a new quarterback. Normally, when you get a new GM and a new head coach in there together for the first year or two. You normally get together and say, hey, who are we going to pin our careers to? And you take a QB. I think that guy's Rosen for them. I think it should be Rosen. Uh, I think they pin their careers to Josh Rosen in the Big Apple. And, you know, I think he's got the ego to handle it. He, I think he does. I do too. And he, he, I mean, he could be good. Pat Shermer worked wonders with Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, and, and company up in Minnesota. A little discipline. Rosen could be good in three years. I don't know. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they should just trade down. I think they just need to trade down because there's so yeah. many people that want to move up to the top five. Trade down, grab Saquon. But they're going to draft yeah. Rosen because they just feel like, especially after last year, yeah. they need to have a quarterback they trust in. And they obviously don't trust him. What's his face? The third string. Uh, yeah. Uh, Peterman. Yeah. Well, not Peterman. That's Bills. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy from Cal. Yeah. Davis Webb. Davis Webb. Yeah, David Webb. Um, so I just, here's what I have trouble with when making my mock. How can Saquon fall out of the top four? They, everyone needs quarterbacks. Like I've convinced myself in my mind, Saquon, I have him going nine to the 49ers right now. You have Saquon going nine? Saquon going nine. So you get, cause Brown's taking a quarterback. Giants probably taking a quarterback. Or if they don't, whoever that two spot is. Yeah. Jets are taking a quarterback. Browns might take Chubb. I think they trade down and give it to the Dolphins or the Broncos, who also want to take a quarterback. And then you get to that because if the Browns, if the Broncos don't take a quarterback, they're not going to take Saquon. They don't need the running back. They're going. They need like a defensive lineman. They need that offensive lineman. Yeah. And so then you get to the sixth spot with the Colts. Colts don't need a running back. If Saquon's there, maybe. But honestly, they probably just take a corner, someone else to help lock. Did the Colts take a receiver again in the first round? No. No. They can't. Because they don't have one now. They I was looking can't. at the Colts roster yesterday. I'm like, who are they going to throw the ball to besides T.Y.? 
The, the Colts have the worst roster in the league. Oh, by far. I, I mean, I couldn't name you three players other than T.Y., Andrew Locke, and Marlon, Marlon Mack. Mack. Yeah. That's it. Uh, who else do they have? Who's on their defense? They have they Malik have... Hooker, who's coming oh, back off his injury. So I think maybe six, you grab a good corner to pair with Hooker, and you have the buildings of a good secondary. I have them, I believe, grabbing... I think I have them grabbing... Who do I have going? I don't even know. Quentin Nelson, maybe, to sure up the O-line for luck? Yeah, I think I have, I have Nelson going five of the Broncos. I think I have the Colts taking uh, either Josh Jackson. I think I have them Denzel Ward at six. That's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe they grab Saquon if he's there. Maybe they just trade down and let someone else that really wants him come up and take him. I don't think the Colts can grab Saquon. I don't think they can afford to, to not grab like a premier defensive guy or someone to shore up the O-line. Yeah, they really need a guy. Like, I mean, you can find... Holy cow. The thing is, you can find a running back late that's going to be decent enough. But if you're the Colts starting at the bottom, like, like if, I have a, if I'm starting a team, which is basically what the Colts need to do, I'm not taking running back. It's no. not even on my mind. I'm getting the big, the big guys, the big pieces, and then adding the complimentary stuff after. I'm not, I'm not taking Saquon if I'm the Colts. So going off the Colts, do we believe in luck right now? I don't think he's playing. You don't think he's going to play? He hasn't thrown the ball still. I know. He has yet to that. throw the ball. Regulation ball. The Duke. He's, he's probably, not tossed the Duke. He's probably out there winging some nerf balls left and right. But I, like, what is wrong with him? I don't know. And it really kind of, like, at this point, you have to start being, the dude hasn't thrown a football in over a year and a half. I mean, it's looking more and more like it's a career ender. Even if he comes back, you have to like. It's hard to imagine he hasn't lost at least a little, just a little bit of a step. Like he's been out of the game for a long time. Yeah. And speaking on that, his entire division has been flipped upside down. Oh yeah. The Jags are now, well, the Jags and the Texans are arguably like the number yeah. one seed, and the yeah. other one is not far behind at all. Yeah. The Colts are, like, went from literally top to bottom in one year. The Colts really are looking bad. They they could be. Like, if luck doesn't come back, they could be in the doldrums for the next 10 years as a franchise. Easily. I, I could just see it. Like, they could be the Browns. I, I, I don't know. But Andrew Luck, you have to start wondering, like, is he ever going to play again? At least as good as he was. I think he's definitely going to have one more year in him. But I don't know if he's ever going to be as good as he was. Would you be shocked if they took a quarterback? Yeah, I would. I honestly would. It'd be a very... Because it would say a lot of things. First off, we don't know how much we trust Luck, and you gotta imagine that gets in Luck's head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have the new coach now, who was the yeah Frank coordinator Wright. of for the Eagles, so he might be trying to get. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm saying it's a possibility. It's gonna be interesting to watch. It's it's a possibility. Um, but when I was making my mock earlier, I was really struggling with where to put Josh Allen. I don't know where he is. I have him going top four just because I. But he's easily that guy that falls down to 25, 26, and you're just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. He's not good. I initially had him at 11 to the Dolphins. But then I thought, if I'm the Dolphins and I see Darnold, uh, Rosen, and Baker all go top three or top four, I'm going to move up. I'm not going to yeah. sit at 11 and lose my guy. If there's one person that's trading with the Giants at two, it's the Dolphins. I don't know how much they're going to give up. I, I agree with that. I like that. Because they want Baker. And I, I don't know who the Jets are taking, but Baker's definitely an option. Uh, Baker, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I have I have Baker going to the Jets right now. I'm still not even sure Baker doesn't go one overall, to be honest. Like, oh, he, he could. Wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. He really could. He's that good, I think. 
I do too. So, I, I still think he's the best quarterback. Yeah, I just don't think I agree. he could go one. I don't think he will because I, I think, think Donald's just bigger and has the hype. But if Allen slides past four or five, if he slides past five at the Broncos, I think he could fall. I think he could too. I think there's only two teams, uh, the Chargers and the Cardinals, that might want to grab him in the mid yeah. round. And even they could pass him up for better options. My whole thing with Josh Allen is like, do you really want to put him in the warm weather? Like, I, I don't even know if that makes any sense. But when I picture Josh Allen, I'm thinking, this guy needs to play outside in the cold. You bring him to Miami in the, in the, in the humidity and the heat? He's a farm boy. He doesn't belong in Miami. He doesn't belong in Miami. He belongs in Green Bay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I could see him going to Baltimore. I could see him going to Baltimore. I could see him going to Baltimore. I could see him going to Cleveland. Uh, after that, though, I'm just like, could the Bengals take him? I just don't. I just don't know what to do with Josh Allen. I've seen mocks where he goes first, and I just I can't believe that he would go first. He's not that good. He's not that good. No, he's um, really not that good. I don't know. And now there's like now there's these rumors come out the Ravens are going to trade up for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I didn't Have see you that. Have seen those? I also saw a rumor today that there's no team more interested in Lamar Jackson than the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just mind-blowing to see. Did you see what Tom Brady put on, on the, uh, I think it was Lamar Jackson's Instagram? No, I didn't. I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson posted something like, or Bill Belichick said, oh, that's what happened. Some guy was predicting that the Patriots would take Lamar Jackson because his reasoning was Bill Belichick saw Deshaun Watson tear up his defense in October or September when they played, and now he wants his own Deshaun, so he's going to take Lamar. That's a fair comparison. And then uh, Tom Brady commented on that was like, he's the he's a beast or something like that. And then Lamar Jackson responded like, the goat has spoken. <laughs> I don't know though. You saw Saban do something. Deshaun Watson tore us up in fifteen. Next year we had Jalen Hurts. Now we got two. <laughs> That's true. Him and Belichick are just to like seeing that wouldn't surprise me because I mean Belichick did have Jacoby Brissett before anyone else. That he did. He did. And what are they picking now? Twenty one. Yeah, this ability to trade up right there. They could definitely. No, they could easily trade up. If I saw something today where if they package the twenty one and the thirty one, they could move up to the ten. Yeah. Which would be, I mean, just think about the Patriots picking tenth. That's insane. That hasn't you happened gotta, in, in, in two decades. You gotta like it'd, it'd have to like the only reason they moved up was for a quarterback. Yeah, I, I here's I could really see this. I could really see this. Like the night that the Patriots made their trade with the Bengals to move up to twenty one. I don't know why I was thinking Baker. I was thinking they move up for Baker. I could see Baker slides. If he gets to nine, if he gets to eight... Oh, yeah, it's not even a heartbeat. If he gets to eight or nine, I could see the Pats jumping division rival Miami and taking <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Because... Oh, man. I, think, I mean, if you're Bill Belichick and you're in love with Baker, he's your man for the next 15 years. Oh, yeah. You're going to trade away... Uh, who'd they trade away for for the pick? Their soldier, right? Solder went to the Giants. Solder went to the Giants. Uh, it was was it Cordy? Glenn? It was the right tackle, Cordy Glenn. It, or yeah, yeah, I think it was Cordy okay. Glenn. If I'm in love with Baker, I'm trading away my right tackle. 
I'm packaging both picks, and I'm moving in front of my division rival Miami Dolphins. I mean, say it out loud. It feels good on the tongue. It does. It feels really good. I could see Baker going eight or nine to the Pats. I don't see him falling that far, but if he does, I can. that's definitely a good scenario. It'd be a great win for the Pats, too. I mean, if the Jets do something stupid and go Josh Allen over Baker. Ugh, the other thing is, I don't see how Baker makes it past Elway. I think Elway's no, in love with him. That's true, too. Like, like, he just screams Elway to me, like, kind of a fool, but really talented. But, I mean, let's just say hypothetically he makes it past Elway. I could see the Pats moving up. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of teams that would go for him, though. So it's just about who can offer the best deal. And the Pats have, like, more bargaining potential in the first round. Now. Yeah. So you're pulling for Baker to the Jets, correct, as a Jets uh, fan? Obviously, yeah. Okay. You, I mean, you guys have a great pick this year. This, this is the like, and it's the best time to have because we usually have one of these picks, and there's like no one's here that you want. Yeah. And now we have someone like obviously at least one of these guys is going to be on the team. Yeah. And everyone besides Josh Allen excites me. Um, yeah, I don't think you want Josh Allen. I was sold on him. I am now totally out. Thank you. I, you've. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm as totally soon as I saw out. that video of him just winging it like five feet over the, the net. throwing net, <laughs> I was like, this guy's not a quarterback. Um, so gut instinct right now. <clears throat> Where does Des Bryant go? Redskins. Redskins, me too. I, really? I can just yeah, I, I, it just screams. See to me. him wearing number eighty-eight, running around, having uh, uh, Jordan Lewis yeah. or uh, their other new guy um, from Colorado, Abujue or yeah. He just seems like, and he's gonna be that guy that wants to go and like, oh, I'm gonna stick to the Cowboys twice a year and then doesn't catch a pass against. Them. Well, when he left, he tweeted like, or. I don't know if he tweeted this, but he uh, reportedly said this. Yeah, I saw that. I want to play you twice a year or something like that. He's not going to Philly. No. I, I don't think they have the cap room for it. No. If they did, I'd... I, They've been I'd, paying everybody left and right. There was no way they could get down. I mean, last I checked, they were like $10 million over the salary cap. I'm not even sure he'd start if he was there. I, I don't know how Howie Roseman's signing all these guys, but I don't think he's going to Philly. So that leaves the Giants and Redskins. The Giants already have a, a nutcase at Diva wide receiver, OBJ. They don't need another one. They don't need another one. Pat Shermer's not taking Dez. I, I, I could just... It's such a Gruden move. And watching Josh Norman and Des Bryant on the same team after all these years just feels right. You know. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. They got to come. They got to bring their differences aside. To, that is a great call. I don't know. Um, Either that will just fight every day in practice and Dez will be cut after a couple weeks. The other thing about the Redskins is they love these like old... Decaying diva wide receivers. They like Deshaun taking, Jackson, not just wide example. receivers. They like taking everybody after they've kind of just like they've had a big year. They yeah. take them and they just yep. suck on the Redskins. Josh Norman is one of those. He hasn't been as good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see Redskins, and I'd be shocked if he went anywhere else. Yeah, I would be too. I, I think it's a perfect fit for him. Um, I think another underrated signing. This kind of reminds me of Jordan Matthews to the Pats. I think it's going to be finally where he can succeed. He's always been a possession I, wide receiver. Yeah. That's what Brady wants. I like Jordan Matthews. I've always liked Jordan Matthews. I've liked him. I don't know why he hasn't done better, because I think he's good, but him with Tom Brady, I think, will be very solid. Very solid. So we'll see what happens, but draft in uh, 13 days. Gosh. All we got to do is make it through next week, and then the week after that, it's going to be just glorious. It's like Christmas morning, dude. It's 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 getting close. Um, okay, let's wrap this up. I have a couple questions, and these are just questions like, you're just walking on the street and a question hits you and you're just like, that's a good question. All right, hit me. Um, okay, so you ask a girl on a date. Just, <laughs> oh, you're just, talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> just any first date. Okay. Okay. 
And she's like, yeah, I'm going to be there. And so, okay, so say it's, say it's just a coffee. Me and her coffee shop. What? She's brought her dog with her. Is that okay? She brought her dog to the date? She didn't say anything about it beforehand, but you get there and she's got her dog with her. <laughs> it's like a little dog? It's like a little, like, she put it in her purse and was, like, carrying it around? I mean, well, I mean, it could have been. I always imagined it was like it was like a lab on a leash, but I mean, it's so, it's, all right, so it's an imaginary dog. You can just okay. take whatever you want. All right, so I'm imagining a little chihuahua like hanging out of her purse. Like, <laughs> here's my thoughts on it. If I don't think it's a good sign, I don't think it's a good sign either, because like people and their dogs, they're like best. They're like really best friends. Yeah, this is the thing. You go on a date, and she has her dog. Suddenly, you're the third wheel. Right? One of you's got to be the third wheel, and it's going to be you. It's not going to be the dog. It's going to be the dog and you, the dog and her. You can't get around. <laughs> You're an idiot. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's genius. I mean, she's best friends with her dog. She sleeps with it every night. She feeds it. She takes care yeah. of it. She loves it more than you at that point. And if she's bringing her dog... I think it's like a comfort thing. Like she's very nervous. She she wants to see what the dog thinks of you. She, you have to impress the dog now. <laughs> she wants to outlay some of the pressures onto the dog. Like I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh like a like we're all like we're in this together. I'm not going down alone. Like I'll be with someone I love. Yes, I agree. Not not a not a good situation if that ever happens. Because everyone else like this just hit me when we were going downtown. We were eating lunch. And I brought it up, and everyone was like, no, it's fine if they bring a dog. No. I don't think it's fine. No, I think it's, it's like... it's we Firstly, it's weird. It's it a red flag. Weird. It is weird. Like, before anything we just talked about, it's a red flag. <laughs> like, to think it's okay to do that is, is like, you should leave and say, I'm sorry, this you're not for me. See, especially just for me, if it's, a, like, a chihuahua dog, I just don't like chihuahuas. It's just a natural red flag. I just don't like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but say, like, so... Dogs are best friend. Dogs are like a combination of the best friend and the child. And it wouldn't be okay for her to bring either of those things on a first date. Why is it okay for her to bring both? <laughs> right? I think you might be a genius. <laughs> you could be a genius. No one else seemed as unnerved by this as I was. And I don't know why it bothered me so much, but I just like... I might I mean, write this down. It's fine if you bring the dog. Just let me prepare for it. Because... Suddenly, I'm having to like come in with a different mindset. Like, all right, it's not just me; it's her dog too. So, if if she gives you a warning sign, you'd be okay with it, or not? I think I'd be okay with it. How would you change your attitude? Okay, well, part of it, because like, and I'm not okay because I'm not I'm not like this creep. Like, the dog's gonna like me, obviously. <laughs> the dog's gonna like me, but you just gotta, you know, maybe rub some meat on your hands or something, just make it a little bit more like, oh, and then the dog's in love with you. See, if a girl ever brought a dog on a date with me, if I was fine with it and all that was out of the way, I'd be in big trouble because I don't know how to deal with dogs. <laughs> like, it, it wouldn't like me. It'd start, like, jumping on me and I'd be very uncomfortable and throw my entire game off. See, I think you're jumping literally from... Like, we talked about the worst-case scenario with a door-to-door salesman. You're helping worst-case scenario to the dog. It'd be bad. I'd start, like, humping my leg and stuff. I'd be very uncomfortable. I can almost guarantee you that never happens in public. It would happen in this scenario. You're right. In this hypothetical, right. it is happening right now, and it doesn't feel good. I'm not one to tell you what your hypotheticals are going to be. And then the girl would be like, well, here's the other problem. Like you said, it's like a baby. 
And if I don't treat the dog well, the door, the, do- the girl's gonna hate you. She's gonna be like, "Well, you wouldn't be a good father." See ya. Mm. And you know she's gonna be like watching the dog out of the corner of her eye the whole day. Like, yeah. Every time uh, you say something, well, how are they interacting? Oh no, he's so sweet. And for me, it would be like, "Oh, he's cold. <laughs> he's cold and heartless." Dogs over there whimpering the whole time. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, that would not be, that would okay. not be good. Well, I'm glad I found someone to agree with me because I didn't think it was that weird, but everyone else is like, just relax. That, that, that's a fantastic question. Thank sir. you. That's an absolutely fantastic question. Is that the only one you have? Uh, I had a follow up was, does it change if it's a cat? I was thinking that. I was thinking, is it only a dog or is it like, what if you bring a fishbowl or something or a cat? Okay, I think the fishbowl is like the fishbowl is like psychotic. Yes, <laughs> like I don't know what's in. above a red flag, but there's at least like ten of them right there. It's like a nuclear like signal. Like, yeah, get out. The cat is get less out. weird, but definitely more weird than the dog. And I would bail immediately because I don't like cats. I'm allergic. Oh, I hate cats are the worst. Cats. I hate cats so much. And a person who not only thinks it's okay to have a cat, but bring a cat on a first date. Weird. Weird. <laughs> All right, well, I see we end with that. Yeah, that's, uh, that that's was a, a great high spot. That's a great spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was great, and uh, we'll be back next week. That's our show.